Hello, friends. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Shina Kondi from Lagos, Nigeria. On today's episode of the Faith Culture Podcast, we're talking about um, the Christian life and then the Christian service. Which of these is greater? And I have with me on the show an amazing Christian woman who is going to be helping us, you know, understand uh, you know this subject uh, you know in proper detail. Uh, please welcome with me to the show today, uh, Oyinkosola. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. Uh, okay, so, I mean, I know you are a woman of many, 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 many hats. So I'll just love you to introduce yourself uh, you know, briefly to, uh, to our audience. Okay, um, my name is Oyekosola Olade Pupo. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist. Um, I treat people over a varied kind of spectrum in um, mental health from both daily management of maybe work-life balance, anger, stress management, and even speaking to them about what career to take and um, also to the extreme of, you know, um, anxiety disorder, depression, um, schizophrenia, personality disorders, and other mental health issues, dementia, however. So, and I'm also a teacher of God's word. I teach a very, you know, age group, teenagers, um, young adults, I teach older people, and I bless God for that. So, please. Wow, awesome, awesome, awesome. And I mean, interesting um, fact about my guest today is that she's been a Christian, uh, you know, I mean, when I say Christian, she's known the Lord for about 18 years now, and how is that journey coming? It's very amazing, you know, it's very amazing, first of all, you know, being a Christian just because of being born into a family is not just it, you have to come on this journey of self-discovery, why am I doing this, what is in it for me, am I just a Christian because every of my family member is a Christian or I know God personally, I know part of the things that made me um, begin to move closer to God is because the Holy Spirit helped me to understand salvation is per head. You cannot say, oh, my parents are Christian and that is going to automatically shift me to heaven. You have to walk the journey all by yourself. So I guess that is what made me decide this is it. And in spite of everything, begin becoming steadfast on the journey, learning that it is not a, you know, something that you just my role about you have to be decisive about it it takes work to be a christian just like it takes work to do to be married you have to work at it so that's it wow amazing stuff and i mean for um, those who are listening to this um, um you know conversation already i'm sure you are wondering okay is there any difference between being a christian and then uh, you know being born into a christian home and also coming to know the lord personally of course there's a huge difference and you know you having a personal relationship with god is really what makes the difference you you know you might have been born in a christian home and that doesn't of course automatically make you you know a believer in christ you know you just have to have that personal conscious um, you know um, relationship yes. with god Yes. Um, that's what, um, you know, was just trying to describe. And, and I thank you for your life. And it's so amazing uh, to see how, or, you know, how far you've been coming, you know, in the Christian journey. And I know the Lord has a lot in store for you, you know. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, um, so the conversation we have before was the Christian life and the Christian thing. A lot of persons confuse this. A lot of persons, you know, sometimes, you know, put um, emphasis on one area than the other. But, I mean, you're, you're here on the show today to, just, to sort of give a clarity on what the two things mean exactly? Uh, is, is, is one greater than the other, and or is there any sort of, um, you know, uh, is there is there any similarities between these two things, and how can a Christian um, sort of 
leave out this, um, you know, these two um, concepts, the, um, the life as a person and service as a person. So let's move it off from what do we mean when we say the Christian life and what do we mean when we say the Christian service? I, I believe from what I can understand from what people generally think of as a, a Christian life is a walk with God, walking with God, which is daily knowing God. No, and another opportunity when we are alive is another day to know God better, to have communion with God, just like when God came down to meet Adam and Eve in and you know, to have communion with them at the cool of the day. So walking with God is having communion and fellowship with God, knowing God, who is God. Yeah, I believe that is what it means as you know, Christian life. Well, you know, Christian service is walking for God. You know, working for God, and people make it usher in a department in a church. I, I, well, I feel that that is more than working for God anyway, but well, working as an usher and everything. But if we look at what Christian service is in the Bible, you will see that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Bible says that, that you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you to be witnesses. That itself is supposed to be the main Christian service, not being a choir, not being an usher. To be a, a Christian service is to take the gospel of Jesus to the world, you know, making men disciples. Bible says, go ye to the world and make men disciples. That in itself is the true Christian service. However, um, people say, okay, walking in ocean and everything, but yes, serving God in one capacity or the other. So that is Christian service while Christian life is knowing God, walking with God. Wow, wow. That was a very, very splendid explanation. But then if I'm going to ask you this, okay, um, which of these comes first, you know, as a Christian? Which of these should come first to us? I believe the one that should come first and that feeds the other, the other comes after it, is a Christian life. A Christian life, knowing God. When Jesus says no one will tell his neighbor what is the right thing to do because you are have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You are walking with the Lord. You know what the Lord wants, you know. Um, during my study, I also came to realize, you know, Bible says the love of God, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And one thing is that when the Jesus was ascending, he handed us over to the Holy Spirit. He said, I will send another to you, a comforter, another helper. So Jesus was the helper. The Holy Spirit was another helper to help us on this journey, to bring us in communion with the Father, in communion with the Son. And it is from that communion, that is why Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from an eye. And that is when you will be able to be witnesses. Because if you go, you cannot do the work of God with your own power. Paul said, not based on persuasive words of men, but demonstration of power demonstration of power not persuasive word like coining words and he also talked about the fact that saying spiritual things spiritual realities by spiritual words brought out by the spirit so you cannot convict men to become christians by just oh we are 
we are wearing suits, we are looking posh, we are tush, we have the right English, now believe in Jesus, because that is not the power that convicts, but because um, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of conviction, that will convict men of sin, righteousness, and judgment. You know, sin because sin is in the world, righteousness because Jesus is coming, judgment because he's going to judge everyone according to his works. And this cannot be done. Men cannot believe, Bible says, men cannot see the kingdom except they believe. So if we think that, you know, believing is going to come by us, you know, just saying words, grappling and grappling, it can never touch the heart. Because all men have come short of the glory and all men have the tendency of sin passed to them from Adam. So many men will not believe what you're saying, especially if you do not walk with God. If you cannot defend the God that you say, you know, if there is no power to believe, if there's no power to, you know, I love one part of the Bible, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, where it says, our God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good, healing those oppressed of the devil and preaching the gospel. So it is one before the other. He anointed him with Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing the good of healing those oppressed of the devil. Then he could preach to them the gospel because a, a blind person cannot hear the gospel, you know, a blind person cannot hear the gospel, a deaf cannot hear the gospel, their ears have to be open, whether spiritually or physically, their eyes have to open, whether spiritually or physically. So one, it is the Christian life, right, that feeds off the Christian service. And also, Bible says, he that is born of flesh is flesh. If you begin to teach the gospel of Jesus from the flesh, you are feeding off your flesh to other people. You are passing flesh to them that they would also think it takes their power and strength to be a Christian. Whereas it doesn't take any of that. It takes the love of God, believing that God loves us on the on handy. It takes to believe in the grace of Jesus Christ, that grace has been given to us through Jesus and an abundant provision of grace and gifts of righteousness will reign in life. And that grace is not that we, we just use the grace anyhow, as Paul said, that the grace has appeared to all men, teaching us, training us to reject ungodliness in this world. So how can you live the life that God wants you for you if you don't understand the love of God, the grace of Jesus, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? If we, if we live from the flesh, we will bat the flesh. So, and it's just be a waste of energy, a waste of time, a waste of energy, because anything that is in flesh cannot go into heaven. So it's just you being a, a town crier, but not invited to the meeting, a, a post bill that cannot go, a banner that does not enter into church, it just calls all the people. So it's a waste of human energy and human first. So basically. Wow, awesome, awesome stuff. But you know, um, from my own um, uh, observation, I've come to realize that a lot of persons, um, you know, um, lay emphasis on, say, for example, Christian service. You know, without, um, you know, without, um, you know, that relationship with God, you know, in the first place. Why do you think um, this is the case? Um, I believe, first of all, that wrong doctrines have been the one pushing the agenda wrong doctrines that feed men the theology of greed 
work for God so that he can work for you. The, and, you know, misinterpreting the word of God. Bring your strong reasons. So they say that if you serve God, you can bring your strong reasons to him to say, God, I have washed all the chairs in church. You have to wash my life, which is not a biblical theology. That is not the strong reasons that God said we should bring to him. So a, a theology that pushes men to do the work of God by feeding them greed. That if you serve God, then God is under every deal thing to do this for you. It's what most often pushes people to do these kind of things. Not helping them see that this is not what the Lord said. No, Jesus, God had already said, he gave us Jesus. We lean not with him, give us all things. His love is all encompassing. Feeding, teaching people the gospel that God is one ad person. The way to get to him is to do something. That is what you're saying. It is by works. It is no longer by grace. The theology that teaches and, you know, tries to encourage the doctrine of works makes people want to serve without knowing the God they are serving because they are just looking for his hand and not his face. They want to have what he can give and not know who he is. Wow, 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 wow. And and do you think um, you know a lot of work is um, you know is being done by the by the church today to correct or I mean in this sort of um, you know doctrinal practice or this sort of theology, you know, as you mentioned. Well, you know, this this is a two-way side. First of all, there are there are people that have begun to teach God's true doctrine, the doctrine of Jesus, but also no, we should be people that are like Berean Christians that Paul said. Paul taught them, but they went on their own to look into the Bible. Because the Holy Spirit is not a spirit for the pastor, a spirit for the apostle only, a spirit for the evangelist, for the teacher only. You know, it's a spirit for all men to teach us all things, to remind us, to convict us, to help us to see, to counsel, so that when we come to church, you know, Bible says that we have the unity of faith and the bond of peace, that we all grow into the head that is Christ. It's not that the apostles are the one growing into the head. All of us ought to know the truth. Yes, the pastors should teach it. Yes, we pray. We should also pray for them to teach the truth. But we should be those that seek the word of God by ourselves. That is why we have the Bible, you know. As I said, a Christian journey should not be taken with levity and lasciviousness. We should hold on to it. We should search the word of God. The Holy Spirit is there already to help us. It's in this world already. So we should not place it on anybody. I believe that men are being lazy, you know. And Paul says something. Paul says, not being slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. When he said, mind your own business, many people have coined it to physical business, but he was talking about our spiritual calling. Mind the spiritual calling you've been called to. That's why it says a, a spiritual person, a military person is not concerned with civilian things, wasting our time on things that has no you know, spiritual relevance and does not accumulate to eternal life. So we should be people that try to you know, do all we have to sit with the word of God, Paul said, I labored more than they all. 
So the, the apostles, they gave a template of how to live. They sought the word of God. The disciples under them, they sought the word of God. Some of them, they would not have been written in the Bible, in, in the Bible, but you know, they were people that labored for the faith. They were not laid back. Whatever my pastor says is the final. Yes, many pastors are saying the truth. They should bring to us fresh flow of the spirit, but we should be people that are also burning and are aflame with the word of God, knowing what God wants for our life. I was training us, I was pruning us, because most of when we come to church, God is speaking out to us corporately, corporate anointing, speaking to all the church, the hundred sheep, as a sheep, a particular sheep. What is Jesus, your shepherd, saying to you? Yeah, that is what I believe. Oh, wow, brilliant stuff. Okay, so if you're just um, you know joining this um, you know um, episode or listening to this um, conversation, we've been talking about the Christian life and the Christian service with um, my guest, Mui Consola Oladipopo. Thank you so much for the interesting perspective you've been bringing um, to this conversation. All right, so I'm just going to ask you um, this follow-up question. Uh, now, you've talked about the fact that the Christian life is, I mean, I don't want to say it's greater, but I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, uh, would, would I be wrong to say the Christian life actually, um, you know, is actually greater than the Christian service, or maybe we should put it the way you, uh, you know, put it um, earlier. The fact that the Christian life actually comes before, you know, Christian service, right? But then I'm going to ask you this question: um, Is there any danger to actually um, putting one before the other? I, I don't feel there's a danger putting Christian life before Christian service. Or Christian before the Christian life. Sorry. Okay, putting Christian service before Christian life. I, I feel there's a danger. As I said, you are walking from flesh. At, at a point in time, you have pent-up frustration, especially if you want recognition from your pastor and is giving you none. And you think, oh, let me do it if you're a lady. Let me do it so that good Christian brothers in church will see me and they are not marrying from your church. <laughs> Oh, you are doing it to that good Christians that said this brother so anointed, so fervent. I want somebody like that, and then you just discover that they're engaged. And what you are grappling for is see me attention seeking behavior. Then you know it you are going to just waste your time because the one that rewards is God. The reward cannot even come in the job that you want. Let me work for God so I can give me a job. What you are doing. Bible says we should not store up our wealth on this earth. So if you serve God, you are storing up your wealth in heaven where it does not rust or fade away in eternity. If you want to substitute working with God for things on earth, you are wasting your energy. Just don't serve God. Serve God because you want to store up things where it doesn't fade away, where it does not stop, where you will be given the crown of glory, where stars will be given, where you'll be given a mansion. Walk because of that. Walk not to be acclaimed by men. If you walk because you want accreditation, you want people to see you, what will end it is anger against the church, anger against your pastor, because you think it should substitute something for what you're doing. Oh, now they know I don't have any money, and they know I used to be the one that washed all the chair. Now they do not give me money that I can even come to church. It should not be that way. You should serve God with all your might. Bible calls it serving God, not serving men. Serve God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, with all of your strength. 
that is where the reward comes and it is not in this life it's in the world to come okay so i've been trying i've been struggling to um, ask you this question uh, is a christian life greater than um, than christian service christian life obviously is greater than christian service okay. because sir but then um so which one actually i mean yeah i'm not saying we're living in a reward centered society but then yeah so fine i have the christian life you know that god really wants me to but does it bring me reward all right well, i mean so if, I'm, if i understand yeah the christian life is greater but why is it why is it greater than the christian service okay as i said christian service is important why because god wants all men to know him and we are speaking on behalf of god to the nations when jesus reappeared after you know after his resurrection and he, he saw the disciples peter told them now let's go and fish you know and jesus was um, smoking fish and waiting for them by the side of the the i don't know if it's river or ocean and then they came and they said oh it's, it's the lord and jesus was asking peter peter do you love me feed my sheep do you love me tend my lamb do you love me feed my lamb jesus was telling him love men on my behalf and so sorry, when I, jesus think, was, I think there's a service part right yes so we need to serve men we've been saved to serve we've been anointed to serve so one needs the other one is greater than the other but in a way both are great because how can men preach except they are sent they cannot send themselves but how can they go except they receive and they stay in the place of communion first jesus told them wait till you are endued with power from an eye not that continue to wait when the power came the same day three thousand men believed in christ when peter in boldness began to prophesy so as i said one feeds off the other christian service feeds off christian living if you do not live the life you will not have a commensurate result for it and, yeah. you know, okay. Christian life is important because it is here you bat the fruits of the Spirit. As many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So as you are continually being led by the Spirit, you are the sons of God. But if you come to a point, you know, Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. If you come to a point and you do not stay with the Holy Spirit leading you, you will not make heaven. So it is a wasted effort. Why do service when it's not accumulating to eternal life? And you will born in hell with Satan because hell is real. Understand that hell is real. So why do Christian life when it is not that you will enjoy something beautiful, you get to heaven, you have a mansion, you see God, you see Jesus, you chat with the disciples and Kennedy again and every other person. So that's just it. All right. I mean, I can actually tell that you are, uh, you're a disciple of uh, Kenoti. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All right, awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Um, you know, okay. Uh, okay, Queen Consola as well. I mean, that's one of your other names. Okay, so now yeah. let's talk about, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, from what you just shared, I can actually tell that 
the Christian life and the Christian service is actually connected. They are interconnected. And you say the Christian, um, you know, um, service, uh, I mean, our Christian service, you know, feeds of our Christian life, right? Uh, I mean, and that is very accurate, you know, and I mean, and also for anyone listening, really, you know, even if you have the zeal to sort of like serve in church and all of that, but then, you know, you're not paying attention to your Christian life. Uh, I mean, I strongly feel that you should sort of, um, sort of reconsider you know your priority your priority should actually be your christian life and then you know then you finding a space to um sort of like save you know uh i mean save your gift so that you can draw men to christ and all of that so i mean that's one of the reasons why we're having this conversation so that you can actually be you know uh, pointed to the right direction you can do things the right way you know as um, stated by scriptures um thank you so much um, so now i'm just going to ask you um you know, to, you know, for practical ways that we can sort of like find a balance, you know, in, you know, in the Christian life and Christian service. I mean, you, you've been an amazing, um, you know, you've been serving the Lord, you know, for several years now. You, you've known him for a couple of years as well. And I know you have some practical tips you can share with us to, you know, to sort of balance, you know, the Christian life and the Christian service. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, let me bring a little bit of psychology into here. Part of the things we do in psychology is what we call, you know, time management. How to understand that, that some things are important to be done. Some things are necessary to be done. And some things you need to do them because they add flavor to your life. So that your day does not feel boring. I feel like the reason why most people do not have, you know, make the most of life is that they don't know how to balance it out. Because even God did not call to Adam and sit with him from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. in the night, rather. He came at a particular time every day. So that means even God appropriated time to fellowship and meeting. He gave Adam the other times to tend the Garden of Eden, to take care of his wife, to take care of himself, but came at a time. So there must be a time for fellowship. Some people call it quiet time. Some people call it devotion time. But it should be a time of conscious, open-hearted communication with, with God through the Holy Spirit. It should be a time of, you know, knowing God, meditating, studying, worshiping. It should not be five minutes. Like some people say five minutes is okay five minutes is not okay especially if you want to make it in this world against all the the strategies of satan you know especially let me use anger management as an example if you are working on your anger and then you think you want to do it in a spiritual way and you think five minutes with god will help you to overcome you know able to tame your tongue it will not because bible says no man can tame his own tongue so it takes someone else to help you tame your tongue which is obviously the help of the holy spirit so you need to wait for the holy spirit wait to you know ask questions teach me how to speak teach me not to speak teach me what to say teach me where to go lead me and that cannot be doing it okay teach me now and thank you father today just beautiful and you rush away communion you know, part of the things that told us when we were young is that prayer is communication with God. No communication with God. I believe, yes, communication should be done throughout the day as by the Spirit, but you must have 
a communion, a time set with God, because that is only when you can deliver on that Christian service. That is only when you can know what to do next about your life, because God wants you to have all those things. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing that Jesus mentioned, food to eat, no water to drink, clothes to wear, it is important to you. It is important to God. Don't deceive yourself. Let us just pray about the kingdom. The Bible says, Jesus just said, don't be anxious. He did not say you don't need those things. He wants you to have them, but he doesn't want you to live like a Gentile. He wants you to have money, but Paul says, you know, we should no food for the lazy man. So that means that it's only a person that is working that should eat. A lazy man is a one that says, I'm teaching, I'm preaching his money. I don't have time to go and work. That is a lazy man using God as an excuse. Even Paul worked and built tent. So it's about to balance. I've been prioritizing for God, which is seeking the kingdom of God first, prioritizing for God, even if you cannot pray in the morning, no, no problem. Just have communion with God, communion with God, do your work, build your family, teach your children, build your life. Because if you say also, I'm being pastor, you know, I'm a pastor and I don't have time for my children. That is why they are like that. It is not God, it is still you. Because the Bible says, train up your child in the way that it should, it should go. And when he's grown, he will not depart from it. Training your child takes attention, takes hours, takes time. So it's a matter of balance. You have to understand balance. He was prioritized for God. Do other parts of your life. Have fun with your family. Go out and do stuff. But prioritize for God's kingdom. Prioritize for God in your life. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, so much on the emphasis you know, on priority right there. And uh, yeah, so uh, now uh, when you come, I just want to, I just, I just have this perception that there's, um, you know, that there's every possibility that someone is actually, um, you know, saying right now that, uh, you know, I want to, I want to take out some time, you know, find my Christian, uh, okay, I want to, you know, step, um, step away from Christian service. I know to take out some time and focus on the Christian life. I mean, that is that is a good thing. But I'm just going to ask you this: um, How long do you think someone should sort of stay away from Christian service, you know, so that they can focus on their Christian life? Uh, well, as I said, to me, according to the Word of God, true Christian service is to preach the gospel to unbelievers. It's not to work as a choir. We like your sonorous voice though. It's not to work as an usher. We like your smile. It's not to work as a greeter. You like, wait, sir, just warm me. It is to <laughs> preach to unbelievers. However, it is good to serve our Christian body because when you're serving in church, you are serving Christians. You are not serving unbelievers because most of them, it is Christians that come to church. So in one way, you are serving us. But service to outside the world, I believe that that is true Christian service. I might be incorrect, but you are serving the body by being all those things. Yes, now let's talk about the fact that you want to say I want to step down for some time from serving in church, especially if you notice, because let me set myself as an example. When I noticed my church I used to attend before that, I became irritable. I was not the person I was before. I was, you know, snapping at people. I was angry because I didn't have a work. I was, you know, basically I, I had my priorities incorrect. 
And I noticed that before I joined church, I was not this way. I smiled more. I was more outgoing. I complimented everybody out there looking. Or they had a good day at work. I was more pleasant. I understood that it was time to take a time out and retreat. Because retreat is important. Even Jesus did it. When the disciples told Jesus in the Bible that they were tired and frustrated, he said, come and be with me. That was when he was talking about, you know, the 5,000, feeding the 5,000 men with fishes. He said, come and be with me. And when they came to be with him, what he made them do is, you know, pray together. He was praying. For many times in the Bible, Bible recorded that Jesus, after the day when he was tired, he retreated to commune with God. Because that itself is the one that refreshes us. It's the one that realigns us. It's the one that reassures us that, oh, we are doing something. This world is ephemeral. It ends soon. We are stocking up something for eternity. So it is our communion with God that refreshes us. So retreat is very good. You can take our times out and just be with the Father and understand, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'm hearing clearly. Because sometimes, you know, when there are so many distractions, you begin to miss here. Some brothers, they will miss here that his sister toasting that is their wife. Some sister will miss here that his brother talk when they will not know it's because they see every day in church. So taking time back will help you to realign your sensitivity. You will not be sensual anymore. You'll be able to pick, you know, clearer in the spirit. If you tell your pastor, yes, they will be considered and say, oh, I know you, you need to take this time out to just be with God. Do you understand me? So they will allow you to be with yourself, but it should not be too long. No, it should not be too long. And it should be that you are actually retreating. Not that you are using the time to watch Netflix and chill. You get me? It should be a real time of communication with God. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That was very helpful. And then, I mean, it's just still, um, you know, on, on this question. And uh, just, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts on how people, I mean, Christians now can sort of avoid, you know, falling away when they get to be in that phase of, um, you know, in that um, retreat phase. You know, some persons have, you know, I mean, and I love what you said. I mean, it's not just about taking um, taking a break or going for a retreat. It's about what you do even during that period of that retreat. Because my, my next question to you was going to be, how can people avoid, um, you know, some sort of, um, you know, falling away of the, you know, of the right path, you know, and then ensuring that they are still spiritually sound even after they are, you know, their short break. I mean, and I think, I don't know if I have any other thing to say, but I think your response to that was very apt. It's about what you do during the course of that retreat. It's about, you know, um, your, your, um, about your intentionality, you know, to get um, in tune with the Holy Spirit, to, you know, to allow the Holy Spirit to work on you where you seem to have been lagging behind and, and stuff like that. Do you have any other thing to put that? Well, I, I think I will add that also personality comes to show in retreats. Some people, maybe like me, you do well when nobody's there and you are, nobody needs to incite you to do it. But some people, you need community of friends to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So have that. So if you know that you need friends or people to encourage you, have friends that encourage you on that Christian journey that you are taking. Ask them, maybe you tell them, call me, I'll put on my phone by 12, call me, am I praying? Call me by two, am I praying? Call me by three and just ask me if I'm praying and hope. And some friends are very, you know, 
accountable. They will be able to do that for you if you have those kind of friends. And you know, you must be decisive to have those kind of friends that just you know, you Bible says that when two sticks to come together, they can strike up easily, you know, to have better for their reward, you know. So come together and have friends that will push you and you know towards doing what you need to do. But some people you, you may be able to do it alone. However, we just know make you know decisions to keep being deliberate about your Christian journey. As I said, it's not about now I'm a Christian. I will make heaven. No, no, no. That is not it. The Bible says, believe in God, be born again, you will see the kingdom, but be born by water and fire and the spirit rather that is how you enter the kingdom so you can see the kingdom and not enter it so let us make journeys that helps us to enter into the kingdom wow wow thank you so much uh for this uh, you know insightful session and i just want to um, have you say your final words on this um, topic if you have any oh well my final words will be that um don't in any way undermine working in god's house as i said us serving the world is important to God, but us serving in church is very important to your brethren. Bible says, how would they know that we are Christ's disciple if we love one another? Loving one another is serving one another, serving in church, doing what needs to be done, not serving so that people will see us, not serving so that good brothers will see us or good sisters not serving so that pastor will notice us serving because we love one another genuinely. And if you are serving from love, you are loving on behalf of Christ. Even if people, you know, Bible says offenses will come. So don't think offenses will not come. Offenses will come, but you don't take the offense. You build capacity in the place of Christian living to be able to forgive easily, to not hold malice, to not create you know, carcass in the church to not have, to not begin to break God's body. God doesn't want his body to be broken. He said one body, one fold, one shepherd, one Lord overall. So just do what you need to be done. Serve God outside the church. Serve God inside the church. Serve God when you're alone by living and knowing him. That's all I have to say. Wow. Thank you so, so much. Okay, guys, uh, I mean, this has been an interesting conversation. And even though I don't want to bring this to a wrap, we just have to bring it to a wrap. And I want to thank my guest today, Inconsola um, Oladipopo, for such an insightful, you know, um, perspective and comments on today's um, topic, um, the Christian life versus the Christian service. I really just want to appreciate you all for listening. And I want to thank those who are listening to this episode for the first time or this podcast for the first time. I want to say welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, I want to say thank you, guys. You are the MVP. I mean, I love what you guys are doing, sharing these episodes um, from time to time, and also, you know, liking and commenting. Please keep doing that. Keep liking so that this, um, you know, podcast and whatever episode it is we're on can be recommended to other persons. But just before, uh, you know, I sort of hit the end button, I'm going to ask... um, you know, in consular to just um, say a word of prayer to, uh, to us. Yeah, thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you because we are your children and you hear us every time we pray. We ask, the Lord, that this word will bore roots into our heart and our mind and that Jesus will live in our heart through faith. 
and we all being rooted and grounded in love will know what is the length, the breadth, the height, the depth of your love that surpasses all knowledge. Lord, help us the Christian body to love each other. Help us to love men also because you, Lord, you love the world. Help us to preach your gospel to them. Help us to witness to them by your word and in our actions. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much. It's been nice having you on the show today. Great. God bless you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye for now. Bye.